0: but it's not like I wasn't achieving things. Yes. Like I would rush, 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 achieve a goal, move to the next one. And like one of our very early days conversation, she was like, what do you do to like celebrate the achievement of a goal? Or like, yeah, how, yeah, do, how you... do you celebrate the wins? How okay. do you celebrate the wins? How do you like reminisce? Like you say that you work so, so hard to achieve that thing. Mm. How do you like sit in that feeling for a while?
1: and welcome back to Feed Your Mind podcast. I'm Em.
0: And I'm Soph. And today we're going to be talking about how perfectionism is a disorder. But before we get into that, we're going to go through a few of our thoughts for the week, I think.
1: Yes. Something that happened this week, which sort of made me think a little bit, was um, on our potty release day on episode one, obviously bright and early had to get that going. Um, So I was on my phone from like 6.30 in the morning and then sorted all that out. Had to do stuff for uni, had uni. So I was on my phone and my computer for like 12 hours that day. And that did not do me well. (laughs) I've realised this. I was like, anytime that I'm on my phone straight away in the morning or for a massive like prolonged period in the day where I'm like concentrating as well, does not do me good. I just feel so like headachey and just drained. So yeah, you just
0: feel like chaotic. I felt like that on release days. Were well. like obviously so grateful for all the engagement and like hype that we got, but like just the volume of story shares, DMs, likes, the fact that we a have like both of us run a work Instagram our own instagrams the potty instagram I just had like notifications out the wazoo people messaging me on like other apps and platforms it's like it just makes me feel chaotic and I don't know I think you're probably the same as me that when I get a message or something through I'm like that's a task yes I complete the task and I'm like no no red notifications and then the tasks just keep coming and I just like struggle to let unread messages and like you know like stuff just sit yeah there was a lot going on and I felt
1: like I was like yeah, constantly have to check it. And obviously, it was insane. I was so grateful for all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whilst you're trying to just do everything and...
0: You can just go down a rabbit hole as well. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I'll just post one, two stories. And all of a sudden, you're, you know, resharing mm-hmm. stuff and spending 10 hours, like, finding the perfect gift to go on your story. You just go down a rabbit hole. like yeah, Literally.
1: So, yeah, that was something that happened to me this week Um, that, yeah, reaffirmed to me that I really... I love that time in the morning just without a bit of screen time. I really try and limit that lately. Um, And then just especially, you know, working at a desk, looking at a computer, and then also being at uni now, looking at a computer. I feel like, yeah, all that tech time just... Doesn't do good for me, but anyway. Actually,
0: really good advice though. When we talked about this earlier in the week, was about the focus mode on the Mm. iPhone, and I already have like sleep modes and stuff set up. So like all days of the week, even on Saturday night at eight thirty, my phone shuts itself down and goes bedtime, babe. Yeah, I
1: have the same actually. yeah, Yeah, like
0: dark screen, all the things. And you were like, "Oh, use the focus mode." And I used that this morning. I had mm. training and stuff, and same thing. Normally, I'd wake up at like 5:30, and I'd accidentally go on my phone for 15 minutes, and then I'd like drive to the beach, spend another 10 minutes when I get to the beach. You know, like I don't know, like just like the distraction. And I put it on focus mode as soon as I woke up this morning, and I literally have barely touched my phone. It's like no one needs to know. Uh-huh. The exact moment that you're being contacted, like all throughout the day, it's so distracting. How can you be present? Like that's so distracting, yeah. I find, for your day. So, so yeah. yeah,
1: good tip for anyone. That's a tip, um, yeah. But that's any sort of things
0: that you do besides the focus mode. People um, need even more discipline than that.
1: I don't know. I I also have like sleep mode set up. So I also put my phone in an airplane mode as well. So nothing comes through when I first wake up in the morning, and I can't see anything. So it yeah, it means that I have to physically go on unlock the apps. Look at everything to actually see something. So, mm. I think when you put those small boundaries that make it more difficult to like look at all your notifications, it almost puts you off doing it. Because yeah. you know, I feel like we're inherently a bit lazy. Um. Yeah. So yeah, if you have Even those like blocks,
0: the sleep mode. Like mm. you can turn that sleep mode off so quickly. Exactly. I get and I'm like, oh, just a cheeky bit of TikTok. Just someone look at something. <laughs>
1: and like um i have like app limits on and yes yeah, same Rose. thing you can I put them off have, so quick i used
0: to have the app limits and then i thought this is just ad- adding time to yeah. my day because i'm having yeah. to switch up the app limit to get onto my social because it's so easy to just get so out of so i wish they were a little bit For more kids though i'm pretty sure i had a conversation with a parent about this and they said that they passcode it so you ah. need to put pop- or maybe it's like the phone passcode yeah oh yeah you have to put in to turn off the app and i was like maybe i should get like a, a passcode i friend. don't know yeah <laughs> passcode it. that's true actually
1: yeah. but yes yeah, so that was a little
0: learning from my week that i was thinking about that I (laughs) thought to put in place was leaving my phone in my car i've I've had some naysayers but like that's crazy don't do that yeah but i feel as though if my laptop's there i'm still getting my facebook messenger and if it's urgent i'll get like a text through to my laptop but i'm i can't imagine because every time that I have a break in class, or I'm walking between class, or I get to class early. I so easily get up my gram and have a scroll, mm. and I'm like, a that's socially stunting me because I'm not, you know, engaging with classmates. Like everyone yeah. literally in the lecture theatre, they're like, okay, take ten. Everyone whips out their phone. Yeah, and I see that as well. I'm mm. like, that is so sad that that's the world we live in, and no one wants to. And then I feel like it's silly when my phone's in my car and I'm to the person. Next yeah, to me literally. Who's texting their hundred friends? I'm like, would you like to make a conversation with
1: me? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> But no, I feel like that's a, it's an extreme step, but like, it could be one that works. If you're an addict, if yeah. you're an
0: addict to your phone, then yeah. I would recommend it. Or
1: even that. just try it for a day.
0: Yeah. And you feel cleansed. Yeah. Cleansed when I don't go on my phone. Yeah. Or even I've had like my uni friend before, but back in last semester, we only saw each other once a week mm. and I would go Tuesday to Tuesday sometimes without my Instagram. So I yeah. I'd change all my passwords, all my Facebook, everything that was like the best week of my whole feeling great life. yeah I'd rock up to uni and he'd be like oh do you want your passwords back And I'd be like, forgot about no. that <laughs> that been was the most socially free yeah, yeah it's been so that good. was like
1: how I felt in ex-mouth I had no reception my friend was
0: a brick yeah could not do a single thing and it was great yeah at the start you struggle every time you sit down yeah and you're like what am I meant to do here I'm bored yeah. <laughs> but yeah no once you're once you're like forget that it's a thing it's yeah would recommend I love that. Yeah. That was irrelevant. <laughs> Mine's going to be very, very different, but I also I love talking yes. specifically about this because it's nutrition <laughs> training based. I feel like that's 100% of where of I get course. my advice from. Um, Obviously being like super into the exercise, I feel like sometimes I get flooded with expectations and thoughts and like, I don't even know if you'd call them like fads, but just like, just like a fitness and dieting mentality that I'm like, how scientifically based yeah. is this? And this week, the thing I've been struggling with the most is that I'm at like the serious peak of my triathlon training. And so exhaustion levels are quite yeah. high. The eating is quite ravenous. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, the, it's, for, it's the performance. Like i really, am striving for performance goals at the moment so aesthetically my body is taking like a small hit I even just said to em before I tried to give blood yesterday and they were like you're a corpse like go home and have a <laughs> rest <can> yeah. <laughs> so yeah my body's definitely like fatigued at the moment which is to be expected when you're training for you know an event um but yeah I guess I've just had like that mental battle of having to stay a like focused on my performance goals and be feeling like the pressure like to look as like aesthetically yeah. fit as well um and so yeah like last earlier in the week I cut my cows purely because of my self-esteem was just like mm. suffering with my diet and I trained the next morning and oh my goodness it was criminal I was so unwell in my training I was tired I felt sick Uh, my like body ached like it was absolutely dreadful and I pumped it right back up to 3,000 cows the next (laughs) day no
1: that's so good I feel like that's way better approach to take at it because it's so easy especially if previously like you have had that sort of aesthetic mindset like you want to eat or train to look a certain way um it's so easy to fall into that when you you know, you are training for something, you might need to up your cows and your body might change a little bit. Mm. But I think it's way more important to remember, like, your body is literally enabling you to do a triathlon. And, like, you're training really hard for that. So
0: it's like you need to feed yourself. And I know you know that. (laughs) That's why I love having the conversation Mm -hmm. with you, though, because that's your, like is the scientific point of view is yeah. that food is fuel and I know and like you said I do know that and going into that I know that but you can't help but waver especially when I am a, like weightlifting athlete yep. and I still have all the weightlifting like friends and followers and whatever and I see all of like the gym aesthetics on my socials and I'm like oh my god yeah it's I so easy that. yeah <laughs> it's so
1: easy to just fall into that headspace and it's like oh my gosh what what am I doing like yeah. blah 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 but you like you set yourself very specific exercise goals, which I admire because I could never do a, <laughs> even a five k <5K> run. <laughs> so I think it's amazing, and it's like just for this time period, you need to just literally focus on performance and yeah. fueling yourself. Like the most important thing, like a triathlon is a long event. Yeah, you know, it's not a short a short thing or a short like game that you're playing or whatever. Yeah. Um, you need to be going into well hydrated. You need to top up. Like if you're, it would it be more than an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Like, yeah, three and a half, okay. Four, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like, that's the thing. You need to know your race day thing. Like, you know need to top up carbs, throughout, yeah. um, like every like, hour. on the weekend,
0: I was doing, like, a little running event with yeah. a friend who was raising money for Lifeline. And I ate, like, gummy bears at four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I ate, like, three muesli bars before <laughs> 6 a.m. But I was like, that's just, like... Like, sports fast, nutrition
1: is are- such a weird thing, what you honestly. Because, like, when- <laughs> honestly, like, you look at... If you were to look at what we would say for general nutrition versus sports nutrition
0: so well. And that's different. literally it. And mm. that I think that's what it is. I compare my sports nutrition yeah. to like like I go out with my friends or whatever and they're talking about their normal, you know, yeah. 45 minute gym session four times a week diet. And I'm talking about my three thousand cows and like you just feel silly as a sports yeah. athlete like by the volume. But it's so different. Food, but it's so necessary. And you
1: need to just be like, look, it is what it is. This is the time that I'm doing this yeah. and for this time period my nutrition is different.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's so in your head as well. It like is. the amount of times that I go to my mom and I'm like, "Mom, like, just be really honest with me. Like, am I losing it a little bit? Like, am i putting on weight." She's like, "You've literally not changed shape mm-hmm. in four years. Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, it's so in your head." It's, and to be fair, it is how I feel. Like, yeah. obviously, when you're not weightlifting, I do feel more sluggish. And obviously, with endurance training, I feel like inflamed mm-hmm. and sluggish and like it's very taxing. Bloated. Body well. Yeah, yeah, my body mm-hmm. does just feel like not so um, like efficient and <laughs> fab, but like appearance wise it doesn't really fluctuate you know what i mean like i think we forget how much effort it actually takes to seriously seriously put like change your your body body shape yeah Yeah, it takes months and months of like habits whether they be good or bad so yeah and i think we have like a week of pancakes for brekkie every day and we're like oh no well that's the thing like one thing i like to think of is
1: one salad is not going to make you healthy yeah but one chocolate is also not going to make you unhealthy
0: yes Love that that is so true and people always say that like oh my gosh like you know fitness is so hard to attain and i'm like but like equally to get like seriously obese like that is years worth yeah. of committed to yeah, like exactly. overeating it's and- like unless
1: there's been a chronic disease or some yeah. diagnosis that's influenced it like yeah that yeah. is sort of a more long-term thing it's not going to happen to
0: you overnight and that's why you know? my advice to literally anyone and everyone and like, i'm sure you'll echo this is like just make it a lifestyle yes your training your body your in- inner health is all the reflection of your everyday lifestyle yeah if you're gonna re- eat restricted and be really like harsh and critical on your body mm. then yeah you're gonna have two percent body fat but mm. like that comes at the price of your lifestyle reflecting it absolutely and, yeah yeah equally if you're to it's like
1: there's nothing I would say more than to make your diet in the terms of what you eat, not yeah. just, like not as a fad diet sort of thing. Make your diet something that is sustainable and maintainable for the long term. Like we know that, yeah, short-term fad diets they really don't work in the long term. You end up putting the weight back on. Like that is statistically proven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like why would you not? enjoy the food you eat, have a balanced lifestyle, do the exercise you love rather than doing eat. it as a chore yeah. or doing it as like, oh, I have to exercise so I can eat this food or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. Just make your life a healthy, happy, balanced yeah. one <laughs> in summary. <laughs> and like, I know there's some times where that might feel really difficult, but
0: you've got to be lenient. And if it's maintainable at the time, then that's that's what you can and also this is on my wavelength this week is it's not a destination Mm. I think that about so many things in my life I'm like oh I'll just get to a place of like complete body acceptance or I'll just get to a place of healthy lifestyle and balance like it's not an end destination it's like an ongoing like that's what you want throughout your life you have to put these efforts in every single day small little micro you know efforts to achieve like that as a as a life as a journey
1: absolutely
0: yeah. yeah so yeah that was our first little segment i think that was cute little yeah. thoughts do we want to transition into our actual fat topic today do you
1: reckon yeah, yeah i think so we'll go straight into
0: it yeah the perfectionism is a disorder topic is one that's super close to em and i yes. equally so we're excited to share our own um like personal experiences and then obviously coming from a psych background i've got a few little extra bits and pieces to say about you know, perfectionism as a whole. So M, did you want to go to the yeah. starters? What your experience is with the trigger word perfectionism? Yes. Well,
1: first of all, I am very excited to hear all of your thoughts from today. Yeah. Because I love hearing so psyched background. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so for me, I guess a little bit of experience with perfectionism, um, which I find quite ironic, but we started sort of our nutrition course at uni and even in the master's course. And you would literally have lecturers be like, all right, I can guarantee that, you know, most people in this room like are perfectionists. And I just sat there and I was like, really? Like, mm. what do you mean? But when you talk to everyone, there is a little bit of perfectionism in all of us in this degree.
0: I wonder what that is. Like, yeah. why is that nutrition specific? Because I could definitely not say that about my cohort yeah. in
1: Because <laughs> it's like, we obviously we are quite small, but mm-hmm. I was like, that's really interesting. But you do see it come up, and especially when we're doing like assignments or like that sort of thing, you see everyone experience that in a little way. So I was like, that was interesting. But anyway, my sort of awareness of it would have been probably throughout high school. I don't think I was really clicked onto it enough, but I always would strive for you know getting your grades getting the best you could do and I think that would definitely come from external factors not just internal you know like you're doing ATAR they expect you to get this great number this high number so you have to work hard get your grades get your number like get your percentages up and all that sort of thing and I think that had a lot to do with then me becoming really self-critical and only wanting to get you know that top highest number the best that I could achieve um so I think that kind of influenced that mindset a little bit and then I carried that through to uni where yeah again I like probably didn't notice it enough or like as much as I do now um and it wasn't really talked about but I could see sort of things where I'd be doing assignments and literally if I didn't like the layout of of like Instagram post I was creating for an assignment, if I didn't like the layout enough, I would just not submit it because I was like, this is not good enough. And I would keep working out that thing until in my head it was perfect. Mm. And that was pretty debilitating. Mm. Like you get into a cycle of that. And if you're doing that with all of this stuff, like perfectionism for me is pretty well just to do with uni and yeah work. I was just
0: about to say that I think yeah. that that's a difference in our experience is that yeah you're very detail oriented and you're yeah. very like relentless when it comes to perfecting your grades I yeah. wouldn't say that I echo that same <laughs> <laughs> effort. like, obviously I do want to achieve and do well but yeah like less detail oriented that's really yeah. interesting
1: and like I guess actually just touching on from my first episode like for me this is definitely it's on a spectrum I don't I don't see myself as being like on the very end of the spectrum but I you know find that I fall within it of yeah having perfectionistic tendencies mm. and for me it is through uni at the moment yeah um but yeah so i would sort of get in these times of thinking to myself like yeah this isn't perfect this is not how i want like this is not good enough for me to submit um you don't compare to your peers you're not good enough like all that mm. sort of thing and that was just that's not okay yeah like for you to be speaking to yourself like that when you're trying your best yeah. um and you're just trying to get through is really difficult so yeah
0: i I didn't really help myself in that sort of sense. I was thinking, compared to my experience as well, did you find when you were in that... And, in you know the grind of trying to like nut out every single detail and you had those damaging thoughts, were you able to were you self- aware to pick them up there and then because I don't know about you, but I would have exactly those thoughts, and oh my gosh, did I justify them to myself? I would yeah. think horrible, terrible, nasty things to myself, and be like, "Oh well, you know it's okay because like I, I want to you know push myself, I want to be the best I can be, and I would like yeah. just just it took me like years and years, and like my therapy experience mm. to be like, "Oh, hang on a second, <laughs> that's so unhealthy that's not okay yeah.
1: Um, I think, I think it was at a time in my life where I was a little bit more aware of this sort of stuff. So I, I didn't find it like as damaging as as it could have been. Mm. Um, and when I would think those things, it wouldn't be like, yep, absolutely a hundred percent. You are that you're not good enough, blah, blah, blah. I would sort of, I'd be able to recognize it and be like, yep, that's not okay, but I wouldn't be able to fix it. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was like, I wouldn't be able to change it. And also be like, you know what? Yeah, this is okay work. We're going to submit this. It mm-hmm. would still be, no, it's not good enough. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was aware of it, but I wasn't really, I didn't know how to change that mindset. Yeah. Like I thought it was just kind of, that's You how knew it you comes. were self-critical, but you were like, yeah. that's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then um, I remember really clearly when I first started the master's course last year, I um, I was, I went into it very scattered. um, There was like a few things that happened like a couple days before. Like we had our grad and we had our orientation like literally a couple days before we started. And I felt like I went in just not knowing what I was doing. Mm. Obviously a new course as well. And that my very first assignment, I almost failed. And that was something that really triggered me because I already felt on the back foot. I almost failed that. And then literally my response to that was, nah, you shouldn't be in this course. This is not for you. Like this is not good enough. Mm. And so then I was really self like doubtful from yeah. that point. But then it took like talking to other people, getting some more grades back to be like, no, you know what? Like you really enjoy this course. You want to be here. And if you put in the work, you're going to be so happy being here. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what it took for me. And And that's a very
0: common tendency for people with perfectionism. If they can't achieve perfection, they either throw in the towel and go, oh no, well, I'll explore another avenue where I can be perfect or they push through and like double down (laughs) to make sure. No, exactly.
1: And I definitely, yeah, I definitely was doing that sort of thing. And I've done that before in the past as well. So it's like, that's something that is reoccurring, but I do feel like I was able to learn a lot from that last year. And since then, like in my time in the degree, I feel like I've been a lot better with that sort of thing. So yeah, that was kind of my experience general experience
0: with uni and stuff Mm um you spoke about that a lot in past tense do you feel like present tense you're a changed person now are you kind of the same I would say obviously like I'm still sort of carrying that
1: sort of stuff Mm -hmm. um but I definitely think in having done a couple of more like semesters in the master's course like you just find your feet a little bit more like even last semester I felt way better Mm -hmm. um so and I think with all these experiences of just like yeah noticing the times when I'm being a bit too critical of myself at the moment. I feel pretty good in being able to recognize that. But again, I can definitely get into times where it's like, nope, this is all too much, like, and I'm not going to be able to change. I haven't really experienced Again, though, in the last, Again, though, is like, change a
0: destination or mm, is it just ongoing mindfulness that yeah. you have to constantly be aware and working on this it? This is true. I think. Yeah, I know. And I think we get to a point where we're like, oh, my brain's perfect and healthy
1: and, like, it's just an ongoing... Yeah, that's so true, actually. Yeah, so I feel like at the moment, I deal with things quite well. Like, mm-hmm. I've implemented a few sort of measures which help me in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't say I'm absolutely 100% if I have like those critical thoughts I'm going to be bouncing back and you know I think that's normal though is this you trying to perfectly
0: handle your perfectionism (laughs) (laughs) do it in a step-by-step manner (laughs) yeah (laughs) amazing well thank you so much for sharing your little experience I feel like so many parts of that I relate to I would say in my own experience I was less self-aware. So I think I had all the same thoughts, all the same tendencies, and I was just like blind, like yeah. completely blind to everything. I think that was probably like somewhat to do with my intensity, and, like drive in life. Like I was just, you know, constantly wasn't very present or like grounded. I was like always working on something or doing something. So yeah, my like spare time for reflection was <laughs> relatively minimal. Um, But yeah, similar experience. I guess like in school, I was straight A's, like, quite academic, I would say. By no means was I like topping the class or anything. But like I was a solid grade A student. I was pretty solid in, you know, my exercise and my netball comps. I was always, you know, in a competitive team. I was, you know, always grading to be regional, state, whatever like yeah just in aspects of life I've devoted heaps and heaps of energy into my relationship and my partner in high school and I guess I guess I just gave to like all areas I wasn't like oh I'm just you know focused like at this time just focusing on school like I gave 110% to school I gave 110% to netball I gave 110% to like you know, my uni degree, I was like, studying like crossover into that time, 110% into work. I'd always work like, you know, close to 25, 30 hours a week on top of full time study. You know what I mean? Like, I was just mm. always chasing my financial goals, my fitness goals, my school goals, whatever. Yeah, I remember, like, you used to always just try and have everything in line to the,
1: like, highest degree. Yeah. Because I was like, Soph would be doing uni full-time, but then also wanting to be working basically, like, I don't know, full-time <laughs> hours. I was like, please chill out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, yeah, I again, think to me, intensity. though, that, that was what – and I think – part of the reason that I struggled so much with my like relationship with myself and my mental health in high school is because that is what I attributed success to it was like yeah okay you can be successful at school but to me being like the most successful and we all know how competitive I am like I wanted to be <laughs> top 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 dog successful I was like I have to be competitive in school at work financially I want to you know if all my friends are getting all those things I want to be mind. getting the new car first I want to be you know yeah just super competitive um And I guess it kind of, I guess it has probably escalated twice. The first time it escalated was when I had my knee um, injury in which I was just severely overtraining. I was going um, straight off the back um, of high school into university. I achieved a stupid ATAR, like a good ATAR, but for what apparent reason, my course didn't require me to have pushed myself, you know, quite that hard, but I was just like the peak of intensity um, with, yeah aspiring towards my goals and I blew my knee out and after that one I had like a lot of lessons maybe less about my relationship with myself but my relationship with others and my relationship with netball 100% so that one had like its own key learnings but the one that I think has generated like the biggest shift in my mentality was the the, the chronic breakdown of 2021 um I don't even know how to explain that chapter of my life. Like it was. It was a lot It was chaos. Like it was truly a tragedy. Like I would. Like one thing after another and it wouldn't stop. But like it was just insane. So I don't even know how to explain it to people. I just was in the start of the year. Terrible things just kept happening to me. And like don't get me wrong. Like I'm still. I was fine and healthy and like (laughs) relatively terrible things. But I would, you know, break my phone. My phone just like broke. And then, you know, the week later my car would break down. And then the week after that I'd rear end someone on the freeway. And then the week after that, I'd get two speeding fines in one week. I would I ripped my meniscus up again I never had like another knee injury. My toenails kept falling off. So many. So many toenails <laughs> lost in like a two month span. The biggest tragedy. Because year. I was dropping <laughs> <laughs> the biggest loss of that, year was my pretty, like, <laughs> my already mediocre feet just turning it. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, just because I, like, dropped weights on them or, like, stubbed them on something. Just silly things. Stupid, stupid things. I was, like, and, like, obviously, yeah, these are all external. Oh, I forgot to submit my assignment. That was a yeah. deadly one. I almost failed a unit. So, I being the person that I am finished an assignment a week before it was due and the submission portal wasn't open and I was like yep I'll do that next week when you know time comes didn't write it down anywhere just thought that me with my hundred tasks a day would remember to submit it and like a month passed and everyone was getting their grades and I was like where's my grade at and they were like you never submitted that assignment it was terrible I had to like you know get emails and was in cahoots with like the head of school and like it was a whole thing and I was emotionally so distraught I cried regularly (laughs) during that time. I was so upsetting. And then, yeah, obviously, like, as a result of, like, my whole entire world just, like, falling apart, I was so moody, irritable, arguing with my family constantly. Like, I was just a miserable, like, unhappy person. But if you looked at me from the external, Sophie's getting top grade Sophie's you know earning decent money like I was putting away heaps I was saving lots I was going to so many social events i had like so many friends like I was from the outside you'd be like holy crap Sophie's life is perfect
1: that's the thing where it's so interesting because it's like yeah you could view your life and I could be like oh my gosh Sophie has it all together Everything is amazing, and like people I would want to in, be her. In that
0: period people would be like, Oh my god, you're so perfect, yeah. Sophie. they'd be like, Ha ha, I'm gonna go home and pay eight hundred dollars in speeding fines tonight. Like you've Literally. got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like you don't actually know what's going you on have inside. No idea. So.
0: <laughs> So yeah, it was just like a lot of a lot of chaotic things going on and yeah, my mood and my mental space just being really bad. And I remember the absolute breaking point was this key event that turned my whole life around and I want to know the police officer that pulled me over cuz he changed my damn life. <laughs> truly is that I was so not present. I think I'm getting speeding fines because I'm giving myself a half an hour turnaround to get from work to uni, which is a 28-minute drive. I'm jogging. On a good day. (laughs) Yeah. I'm jogging onto campus, like... You know, I'm dropping stuff on my feet at the gym because I'm rushing because I've got 40 minutes exactly yeah. to like get this workout in, or um, I'm not submitting an assignment because I'm like you know rushed and I'm doing something. Yep, it's done. And, and then thinking about other things. I was like... so so yeah, just like a whirlwind through life that I was just not grounded, not present. And I think that that was the universe just like smacking me in the face with real life. Like consequences. how many signs can I give you yeah. before you stop? <laughs> yeah. And the the real doozy, the real doozy was I was driving to uni one day on my ridiculous schedule of I was working at the site place as well. Oh yeah. I had a job working within my field and that was just like a really like challenging for my mental health just because I struggled so much in that workplace and the rot the scheduling was just insane I was literally working like full-time hours I was working like 30 32 34 hour week on top of full-time uni and so one day I was like speeding down the freeway absolutely zooming to get to um my class on time and I think what had done it is that a coworker had stopped me as I was leaving work and truly had a three minute conversation with me. And I remember I stood there, the whole, it was my boss. It was my boss stopped me, had a three minute conversation with me. And I remember I stood at the door to work being like, oh, I've, gotta, you know, gotta go. Sorry, we, I've got to, you've got to go. Sorry. This doesn't mean yeah. with me. <laughs> I was like, I've like, I got no spare minutes to yeah, give you right now. Um, so I left work like truly three minutes late and then jump in my car. I'm like speeding to uni and I get up my phone to check my ETA and I'm like on my phone getting up the maps and I get pulled over by the police and um, copped with a hefty fine, enough demerits to knock me down to <laughs> pretty much lo- almost losing my license. I like, think I've got one demerit left oh now, my gosh, which yeah. i like to say I've gone over a year with zero <laughs> incidences. So we're a changed gal. But yeah, I remember I'm, at the time that though, I thought I'd lost my license. Like yeah. he, he did the math and he was like, oh girl, <laughs> It's not good yeah for you. <laughs> yeah see so, yeah, I got pulled over I had a meltdown to this police officer and he just looked at me and was like get it together this is an adult <laughs> issue like what are you doing and I remember just in that moment just thinking like I can't cope like yeah. I truly truly like hit a point before terrible things were happening and I would double down like I would get a speeding fine and I'd be like oh, I need to work more next week I would just push myself even harder and I remember I, like sat on the side of the road and I was like I literally just hit a point where I "I can't keep going. Because like that's such a demanding mindset. I was broken. To keep that up would be insane. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I was just like slowly like chipping away at my soul. And I honestly just sat like a broken. I sat on that freeway for two and a half hours. bawling my eyes out. I just absolutely broke down. I cried and cried. This police officer (laughs) gave me my fine. Stood there for 20 minutes trying to calm me down. And then was like, you good? (laughs) Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) So I stopped crying with the police officer. He left. I had another like half an hour of crying call my dad my dad did his best to like get me together I'm like all my family members obviously like don't drive don't do this don't do that and I still was like I've got a class to make like an absolute priorities. crazy person dad was like you're obviously not going to your class like so, um yeah would hang up the phone with dad have another meltdown call cool, mum. like I was I just could not get myself together I was so broken and the very last call that I made was to the psych clinic that I literally attended the following week the lady on reception bumped me right to the front of the list I was like you're coming in straight away which obviously is no joke like I'm very grateful like there's such a high demand on psych appointments psych and yes yeah, psych yeah. services at the moment so I was so grateful that they could um get me in but yeah I basically started therapy after that moment and that's honestly how they say like you should get into therapy like I have a lot of people like oh maybe I should go to psych maybe I shouldn't like I've had friends that have had you know traumatic experiences, and they go and like I didn't get anything out of that. I'm like you have to seriously be at a point where there's no other option. You know what I mean? Like you've you've tr- you've exhausted solutions A through D, and this is your last. And that's where I was at. You know, I yeah. was. I'd, like something needed to change, some, and you couldn't do that on your own terms. Absolutely, I'd done you know adjustments to my schedule myself. I'd consulted family members about what I could do differently. I'd taken advice from friends. Literally all the things, um, and yeah, I was just kind of like at a loss. So when I started my therapy straight off the bat like you know first two minutes into consult she was like you have perfectionism disorder and I looked to her and I said you just used the word perfection and disorder in a sentence no comprehension." well yeah I was like <laughs> pardon like being perfect is, is no disorder to me like you know I was like oh we, is that not what we're striving for is we're not you know what's going on I was That's so confused so interesting I didn't know that was a term yeah and she said you have it sounds to me like you've got yeah a bit of perfectionism disorder um it's basically where your beliefs and like mental Mentality around being perfect and perfectionism just like seriously like distorts your ability to function in a healthy way, yeah, in life. So yeah, when I started therapy, it was like just the best thing in the whole entire world. Um, mainly for like I just found like the practical strategies. Like I was doing so many external things, like I would feel time stressed and financially stressed and whatever, and I would readjust my budget plan, I would reschedule my uni thing, I would do so many external things that fix nothing. And when I went into therapy, like it was all cognitive, yeah. You know what I mean? Like all cognitive techniques that she would give me, and my whole breath. That's not what they say. It's like it's not what's happening to you. It's your reaction. Yes. It's not the world around you. It's your perception like of how it.
1: you're coping internally. Yeah. Not
0: just external changes. hundred percent. Like everything. Yeah, it comes from your brain. Like your brain is how you register the world. So why not literally start there in mm. trying to fix the things that are going wrong?
1: And I think it's often not something that people think of first. Like maybe yeah That's what I yeah mean. maybe it needs to be the first step but nobody goes to
0: that first no and like I said the, what like ten events happened to me yeah and after every single event I took action to prevent the next and not once that I'd be like oh maybe like you know being like just so intolerant and rushed and just like like one angry thing I at would, the world in
1: in my like view of how you were in this sort of like time period <laughs> crazy <laughs> this girl was crazy it's like you're always thinking of the future and like rushing to that and. Just not being present at all, yeah. and it's like the amount of things you had scheduled 24/7. I was yeah. like, I could not cope with this. Yeah, <laughs> like it just that and that's just something so that much. I talked to my therapist
0: about. Mm. Like, yeah, 100%, I was focused on the future, but it's not like I wasn't achieving things. Yes, like I would rush, rush, rush achieve a goal move to the next one and like one of our very early days conversation she was like what do you do to like celebrate the achievement of a goal or like yeah how, yeah, do, how you, do you celebrate the wins how right? do you celebrate the wins how do you like reminisce like you say that you work so so hard to achieve that thing mm. how do you like sit in that feeling for a while and I was like I literally don't you I just couldn't even on. attach a feeling to how I how <laughs> yeah. I, I'm feeling when that thing happens it happens and I'm like okay well move on I'm already behind <laughs> on the next three so 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 unhealthy so yeah, we have um, obviously talked about like heaps and heaps, heaps of different strategies. One of them being to like, yeah, sit in your wins, appreciate your wins, celebrate yourself um, and all of those sort of things. Um, and then mainly just like challenge heaps and heaps of unhelpful thoughts. So like one that you just spoke about was like generalizability. So, you know, like I fail at one thing, my whole degree, like I'm not a nutritionist. Yes, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like huge generalizability. So yeah, like linking one failure to, yeah, to everything. Like, yeah, a whole greater thing. Yeah. Um, lots of ones for me was like I don't know like minimizing and um like a mental filter and stuff like that so like when bad things happen that's all I could focus on and like similarly i achieve a goal something positive would happen and I would be like couldn't see her blind to it like yeah yeah, had like no yeah no no visibility for like um yeah the good things or ways that I was doing well um like was other ones jumping to conclusions like really bad one I felt like that one was a lot with like thinking what other people would think instead of like sitting and, Experiencing another person's, you know, like reception yeah. or thought or whatever, I wouldn't even entertain the conversation over, like, well, they think this and that's what it is. And, you know, You'd already have I that don't made have it up in your head, yeah, kind of I think? I didn't have the time for that. So, so, so unhealthy. Because um, you also
1: have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're making that up from your perception. How do you have any I'm idea? Also, like, self
0: serving bias. Like, you're literally thinking exactly to serve your own, like, you know, your own beliefs. They could literally be on, and I, or this is my favorite thing to say to, like, a few of my friends. Whenever they tell me stories, I'm like, you're not the center of everyone else's world yeah so true it's so, so hard true. to not just think that everyone isn't thinking because that's what you we are I think about me all mm. hours of the day and especially because it's like it's my brain. all this
1: sort of I don't even know like self-help and stuff at the moment it's so focused on you and I think we're getting really wrapped up in me 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 mm. that when you think about from someone else's perspective all you think about is like you and yeah. how you're going to be perceived yeah. when it's going to be
0: so minimal in their day like, yeah no a hundred percent I have so many things to say about how like yeah commercialized and yes. like you know all of those words are being said but yeah she basically just like picked me picked out on all these and like you said like I would have the thoughts like I would not spin an assignment and I would literally say to myself I hate myself yeah. like I would I remember at one point when that assignment didn't go through I went to the toilets and I like had a meltdown in the toilets and I sat there and I was like I hate myself I hate myself I can't believe I've done that and when I said that like her face like she like her jaw dropped she was like you did not say that and I was like yeah I did but it's fine because like I've messed Stuff. like that's what you do like you would justify yeah I was like I'm so confused and she'd be like you shouldn't like would you ever if your mum, you know made a mistake or your mum broke something of yours when she was cleaning your room or like your mum had good intentions and made a mistake would you turn around and be like I hate you yeah mom? no so why is it just to speak to yourself like that and, and that, you,
1: you almost justified it like yes it's okay yeah you know I've done something wrong so it's okay to speak to myself
0: like that when it's like no that is so extreme and so it's extreme. not okay <laughs> so 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 extreme but yeah that was just like the in my internal conversation hey I was always yeah yeah, always just negative like yeah really like putting myself self-critical that's the word really Mm -hmm. really self like self-critical no self-compassion no self-love um and yeah like I said she just gave so many techniques to just change that entire like the entire shift in my yeah. mentality so I don't know if the people listening suffer with perfectionism or even if you don't even if it's just your own self-talk or something like my absolute favorite one to do is perspective taking and I feel like this works so well if you're at uni if you fail an assignment or just like really in anything can be applied but it's like the rule of four so does this matter in four days four months four years and I don't know about oh, you but anything that I stress about when I apply that like mentality, okay. I'm like, no, it really doesn't. Like, even at uni, you fail an assignment and you think, oh my god, my whole degree, like, yeah, okay, like, what, well, it's gonna take 10 points off your GPA at the end of the year, like, you'll be just fine, you're still gonna be employed at the end of your degree. And you like- know
1: what? How many employees actually look at that? No <laughs> I don't know many. Yeah, I don't know many. So it's like, that's a really good one. If something goes wrong, just sit with yourself for a sec and just remember. The four.
0: Yeah, the rule of four and helps with the generalizability Mm. because, like, so easily we can catastrophize and link one thing to the next thing to the next thing and it just brings you back to, like, that... You can go down such a spiral. ...is the first thing even that bad in the first place, like... And, like,
1: why are we linking some irrelevant things yeah, and making it way worse than it is.
0: (laughs) Our brains are so crazy. And this is the other thing as well that like we talked about is like separating yourself from thought. I had no concept of that growing up. I thought that every single thing that I ever thought about was just like gospel truth and I ran with it like at a hundred miles an hour. Like absolutely not. Like our brains churn out some absolute turd. Like they really (laughs) do. Our brains like just do not stop producing. Like yeah, sometimes some really valuable like wholesome, insightful thoughts but also just like, a whole lot of chat and like the the ability. She literally said to me like like picture yourself like your brain is like a bubble full of like you know like an eight ball. It's like your yeah, brain is okay. literally like an eight ball that just like churns out things every yeah. now and then. It, eight balls are not a reliable predictor of you know that's so present true. present or future. So why are you listening to it? Like yeah. sometimes you can look at it and be like haha like <laughs> that's funny, but not today. <laughs> other times you can be like oh actually like.
1: Like, there's so much noise going on. So but you just, noise. Why do we take it as truth?
0: No. Yeah. So, yeah, just, like, being able to have that skill and, like, understand that concept. And, again, it's like you just reach a destination where every thought that you churn out, you're yes. so self-aware and you can, you know.
1: You're obviously going to have that mixed bag. Yeah. And it's just a matter of you recognizing that and then learning how to like how you want to use it
0: yeah yeah it's just like practice honestly with everything in mm-hmm. life you just have to yeah keep practicing your mental strategies um so yeah perspective taking was a really good one emotion labeling literally a game changer okay. i just feel like i would be stressed and rushed and i wouldn't be able to like how do you how do you expect to be able to articulate with other people about your experience when you can't even label it yourself. True, okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just. Do you have any
1: examples of that?
0: Yes, yeah, so like I would be stressed. Mm like rushed unhappy whatever and i would just be like oh sophie's just not in a good mood Right. whereas if you actually look down like deeper down into it and like you can find literally just google an emotion wheel and you can find you know your very surface level emotions of like i'm unhappy and then it's like why are you unhappy and like if you if you like dig deeper and look through all the emotions and find one you're like it's so much more empowering to say i feel vulnerable you Ah, know what i mean like yeah that's so going a bit more deep
1: like a bit deeper into way deeper into your emotions
0: because so easily you can be you know feeling angry and or like not even angry that's a bad example i say irritated all the time yeah you can be feeling really insecure Mm. and people just mask that with like anger yeah. or you can be feeling really lonely and people just mask that with like moodiness yes or, like, it's like
1: a branch term but it might not be yeah that.
0: yeah and so you're you know you're in a neg mood that day but like why are you feeling negative are you lonely or are you feeling no self-worth yeah. are you feeling you know isolated or you know like really That's like really good one really narrow yeah. and like it helps you to be able to implement constructive solutions so much earlier rather than just being like i'm in a bad mood and yeah. whirling through life hoping the bad mood would just go away
1: and not just for you but for if you're trying to explain to someone else as well yeah like then it might also help them understand absolutely or that sort of thing
0: yeah and like my parents would always say to me like oh you're so impatient like blah 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 and I was like I feel time pressure like being able to articulate not yeah, just nice. like I don't have time mum. it's like I'm experiencing I feel time pressure this or I feel overwhelmed by tasks yeah being able to literally label this is what I'm this is my current experience other than just well yeah this is how I'm behaving you know so yeah emotion labeling I was like that's revolutionary to my existence I'm definitely there. gonna be using that now <laughs> yeah absolutely delicious um like checking the facts oh my gosh same thing like the way our brain justifies things is literal insanity I would not submit an assignment and I'd be like you're dumb you're useless at uni like you're so incompetent forget the fact that I've been submitting assignments for three years successfully forget all those facts and this is the truth that we're going with today <laughs> This is the only one, yeah, absolutely, just like yeah,
1: as if you've never submitted one correctly before, <laughs> yeah you
0: yeah, exactly that, so yeah, a hundred percent like like checking the actual facts, hard truths of the situation and using that to like just like level out your yeah perfectionistic or I like guess if, if you're
1: struggling to identify like what those actual truths might be like do you have any recommendations for how yeah. to do that yeah
0: i would just say like work work on the concrete facts so just using uni as an example because it's appropriate to both of us instead of i've got okay so your aim your goal you're, you're aiming for 70 percent, and you've received 56 you're saying in your brain i failed that's dramatic like have you actually calculated what that means for your overall grade mm. like i don't know you people receive a 50 and they're like well shit <laughs> like life's falling apart but you know what? if you calculate it you go from like an average of 55 to 54 yeah
1: it changes <laughs> it so little and also one thing that i've started to realize is oh i just have to pass my yes, assignment exactly you don't have to get there's no exactly. there's no number yep. that anyone is making me get that's on
0: me yeah but for striving to want to get that
1: yeah but if i've passed amazing i've
0: passed like i'm doing good that's a prime (laughs) example like said that you that exactly that that's expectations and like self-pressures that you're Mm. applying the fact of the situation is your grade hasn't adjusted that much you're still graduating the unit you're still graduating even if you failed the unit you can still re-sit a unit. Like, you you know what I mean? Checking the actual, like what is concrete in this world and not like living in this hypothetical insanity that you've (laughs) literally generated (laughs) with your own brain. Um, There's also like traps and tracks, which you'll probably go into another world. That's just like, you'll find that you go into automatic responses to things. Yes. So the yeah. ability to like identify this is a trigger and this is what I regularly mm. do, which is really unhelpful and unhealthy. So perhaps at uni, like you might get a bad mark and like dwelling on it is like really, really poor or like you might ruminate and like make up all these like hypothetical, okay, well, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Like being able to catch yourself and be like, I get a mark and within the first two hours of getting it, this is the unhelpful behavior I'm doing. Yeah. Being able to just, have an alternative coping strategy so get a mark don't even think about it don't touch it go for a run go to you know what I mean like yeah. it's about replacing those the automatic behaviors with yeah. an alternative behavior because
1: it's so easy like for your brain to just get wired if you repeat
0: something enough that is going to become a the habit the brain is so lazy <laughs> yeah. our brains do the path of least resistance every single time so yeah it's like a conscious effort to be mm, able to say it's just going to follow the same easy choice the one that you're usually doing yeah
1: rather than taking a new alternative which might be a bit trickier yeah, exactly
0: 110 that is yeah i echo that fully yeah your brain just will, will pick what you've been doing yeah. the last 10 years because that's you know the default that's, setting yeah. why would i yeah that's easy <laughs> yeah exactly um and then the last one which is like yeah a huge trigger word at the moment but it's just like all the self-care stuff and like she explained to all my um, therapist explained to me there's like three levels of self-care the first step is like your basic level self-care so brushing your teeth combing your hair having a shower yeah you know all the basic like, like genuinely <laughs> caring for yourself which we laugh but like there are people that like that is a, an everyday that. struggle for them mm. so yeah your basic level self-care then there's like your optimum level self-care so that's eating nutritious food exercising regularly stretching talking mm. to friends having you know connections or that sort of stuff and then your third level self-care is like deep meaningful self-care so that's you know having a good converse having like healthy constructive conversation with yourself having good internal self-talk Perfect. being able to separate self from thought that's all the things that are going on in your brain having a healthy rational yeah you know brain that you've trained is the same as everything This is think about it in like sports performance you can have like mm. basic level health where you're just functioning you don't have any health disorders yep. you can have optimum health where you're going for walks and exercising four times a week or you can be an elite effort like yeah. a, an elite level athlete yeah true that is what like the third level of self-care is it's like taking it that extra mile where you've got coping strategies you're reflective you've got self-compassion good internal self-talk it's like going that extra mile and having that good relationship with yourself mm. and that understanding especially on social media people think yes. <laughs> that self-care means bubble bars unfair. and that's just what you said like it's self-indulgence self-care yeah. is the complete opposite the actual self the meaningful self-care, self-care the things that are going to make real change are yeah unfortunately that's not actually so clam yeah going to therapy yes. having you know be doing group therapy listening to podcasts learning like all of those sort of things mm-hmm. it's like the leveling up of your brain which unfortunately is just not as much fun as and takes a bit of a work. bath and pizza <laughs> like. so yeah that was like kind of the things that I took from therapy which I don't know um super if, interesting yeah everyone yeah. found that beneficial but for me like I just like every yeah everything that she she vocalized to me I was like that has like made huge shifts in my lifestyle yeah. so especially when it's super relevant like I know like
1: I will walk away from this and I'll start implementing um, some in, of these in, like them, yeah but you don't I w- I don't wouldn't have known about this no beforehand you no. know what I mean No like that is the power of therapy
0: absolutely absolutely and yeah i'm like the biggest advocate hey i'm like you yes. I don't know. i'm like these people are just so smart I like, but you have to want it that's what i feel yeah. like it has to come at a time when you need it you're open to it and to be able to place high value on the teachings that they're giving you you have to really want them yeah i think if you were kind of 50 50 feeling about these things and they were telling you to like go home and perspective take and reflect and do this you'd be like oh well i don't need it that bad yeah yeah <laughs> so i was like i have zero dollars in my bank account to pay for any <laughs> more speeding funds so i will listen to you <laughs> oh gosh um so yeah that was kind of my experience with therapy which no, very I found, interesting yeah like, present day sophie oh gosh. so different so you are so different.
1: so different now and i think it's awesome like you can see how much you've grown just from last year yeah
0: um, and i would definitely say that that's how the progress has been like initially the first like eight to six months i feel like i had a full blown my internal like my what do you call that not my soul that's a bit dramatic i don't know it's like my being like yeah. i just i'm a lot more like laid back level-headed and do you know what the it all started like a hundred percent my external surrounding suffered my like engagement like we said about me being present Mm. and stuff like that suffered my relationships with people i was so short-tempered irritable impatient all the things not once did my therapist work with me on nurturing those relationships or changing my engagement with you know it was straight to yourself everything that changed was inside of me and oh my gosh the the change and the shift in like my engagement in the world was like yeah the most significant that's kind of all I have to say yes. on perfectionism. I don't know if we covered the topic like to full justice. I don't No. Know. I think that we yeah, did. I well. think that was very interesting. Thank you for sharing everything and especially pleasure. your experience. My absolute pleasure. I do have a few little recs of yeah. um, I feel like I consume we all consume a lot of content and I wish that I knew that I was podcasting like two years ago so that I could have been writing down on yes. my rec. the only ones that really came to mind and this is going to come as no surprise no shocker I'm the biggest fan of <laughs> Girls Gotta Eat podcast
1: Sophie talks about this regularly
0: I'm <laughs> um, if none of you have listened to Girls Gotta Eat it's completely non-relevant to this podcast at all but purely for entertainment value the episode that I'm going to wreck for you guys today was um, the head of Dr. Daniel Arm come in and he does he's written like a whole bunch of books and stuff on like brain health and like how to be happier neuroscience on I think that's what he is a neuroscientist and yeah he's done heaps of like neuroscience um, publications about the brain different brain types and all that sort of thing and he touches on that concept of like distancing yourself from thought. So I think that that would be a good wreck. A, because it's girls got to eat and you guys (laughs) will definitely have a really good laugh. B, because it's got this really interesting psychiatrist in it. We Um, love evidence-based. Yeah, yeah. If you are watching, there, you might as well just like listen to a few other episodes (laughs) because they're bloody hilarious. Um, And then the other one is a book that I read a little while ago and it's called Balance and BS, How to Hold It Together When You're Having Slash Doing It All by Felicity Harley. And that book I just think encapsulates both mine and em's and so many women that i know actually i'd like to touch on that a second (laughs) this book i feel like just hits a whole nother area of the perfectionism with just like the expectation of women in our society to work full-time care for a partner or a household mm-hmm. or kids or whatever like the social just to do it all. just the social roles mm. is literally to do it all like we forget that back when women were maintaining a household and ra- raising a child is a full-time job yeah and many women raised two or three children under the age of like four or five at one time mm-hmm. it's so so mentally physically and like time yeah and like the expectation with women empowerment is that you know we want equal rights we want equal pay we want all the equal things but we're not even approaching it from a stance of equality because we're still it's such a catch-22 it's such a catch-22 because <laughs> we're still expecting women to do the to same do everything. ancient 90s yes. and like don't get me wrong 110 percent. like there's been a shift and you know we get paternity leave and <laughs> stay-at-home dads mm-hmm. and all the things So like there has been a huge social shift yep. which has helped this but yeah this book basically just like deep dives Onto how. No, um, interesting. I haven't yeah, read this, that one,
1: so I'll have to have a look.
0: It's really good. Mm. Yeah, just how like aspiring to have all your eggs in, in all your baskets. Every basket. In every basket <laughs> is actually just really miserable yep. and empty life at the end of the day. So yeah, Balance Another BS is my book right nice. Plus the potty episode. I really hope that everyone gets around Girls because <laughs> they're my You will mention it every other week, and if yeah. not <laughs> actually, the wreck every week. <laughs> wussies alrighty
1: are you pretty good with that topic for today
0: yeah I loved that that was yeah a good time that was a really serious note can we just yeah we were absolute clowns last week and this week we came Came clutch with the education (laughs) we came clutch with the education should we do our we're still gonna do curly questions but this week I'm just gonna ask you what advice would you give to your younger self oh I do
1: love this question to be honest um I think now having just literally grown up been exposed to way more things in the world and all of that To my younger self, I would say, you do not need to have it all together all the time. Um, You also do not need to know what you're doing either. (laughs) Like, that was one that, that will never i used happen. to yeah that that will never happen um, <laughs> we're all figuring it out as we go <laughs> but like that's something i used to think i was like oh my gosh everyone has it all together once you get to this certain age when you're an adult like you just know what you're doing for the rest of your life no you don't yeah. no you don't and i don't know one adult that probably does i think i've got to add to a little nutrition one in here though yeah. because in school you know you're exposed to social media you're exposed to you know All the new fad diets, you're exposed to people's perfect bodies, edited edited photos, which I I mean is changing a little bit now. But when we were at school, that was all uh, like I was consumed in. And I would go through phases of I'm trying this diet, I'm trying this. I want to look like this. I'm doing this exercise because of this. I am exercising so I can eat this. I would say to my younger self or any younger people it is not the be all and end all. Every single body is different. And you following the same diet as a celebrity who's put their what in a day on social media is not going to make you look like them. Yeah, I would definitely say something along those lines that body image is not the whole thing. You are way more self-critical than the people around you as well. And yeah. that, yes, I don't know is... if this
0: is a hot take, but like school just does not teach us the moment. Like- I do
1: still stand for home ec, but I think there needs because I know when I was doing it, we just we just cooked like sweets say, and like bro, nothing. We, made,
0: we went. I went to a private school. We did no food education. Yeah, we rocked up and made brownies, stir yeah. fry. Like we just cooked like, we cooked for the hour. There was exactly no education.
1: It's cooking and like food education is very important. Like you think about it, you could be setting these kids up for when they have to move out or when they have to cook a meal for themselves. For them to know basic knife skills, for them to know like hygiene. Yeah, that's so important. But you could also add into the health curriculum so much
0: stuff about body image and all that sort of thing like I think it'd be so helpful so yeah yeah. I think if I had to give myself younger advice yeah what would you say (laughs) sprinkle in about like just about time like do everything in a timely manner like sometimes it's your time to you know take your sport really seriously and Mm. then sometimes it's time to just focus on like ATAR like I think I was just always in such a rush and I was always trying to like cram everything into that day as if like it was my last day on earth and I was never gonna have time like don't get me wrong I'm so grateful that I do and have had a prosperous (laughs) long life and hope to you know continue in a healthy trend and I do I do have time on my side fingers crossed Mm. (laughs) um but yeah I don't know I just tell myself like just like you have time just like slow down and like maybe like prioritize certain things yeah Yeah. at certain times rather than trying to do it all yeah yeah absolutely and just to be Like, it's so hard as well because I think, like, I'd give this advice to my younger self. She wouldn't listen. Like, yeah, I want to advise my younger self. I also don't. Like, I love the way she, like, disgustingly managed life. To be 100% honest, I don't
1: think I would have ended up on the, like, path I am doing the degree I'm doing, finding something that I loved if I didn't go through that. 100%. So I think, yeah. I probably wouldn't change it, but the advice—advice advice would have been great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> might not have listened at the yeah, time. Exactly. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Have you got a curly cue? Yes. Do you us? want
1: my one for today? Yeah. All right. I'll go. I'll go a little more thought provoking. <laughs> um, what makes you feel accomplished?
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> what makes you feel accomplished? I feel like when I take care of myself well, and like not in the sense of like like we said, like, exercising, going for a bubble bath, whatever. Mm. But when, like, I have a day where I don't go on my phone because I'm, like, trying to be Mm. in the now, Mm -hmm. when I'm self-disciplined and I get my uni work done, when I go to the gym and I push myself and I have a really sweaty, hard workout, Mm. when I come home and I don't want to do the dishes or I don't want to talk to my mum, but I remember that she's been, like, home all day or has been sitting behind a desk and she loves the chat, when I am a good family member and I give to that relationship and I give conversation when I, like... Look after, yeah, you know, like my myself. I'd say, yeah, awesome. it's probably when I feel the best. And then I get at the end of the day and I write in my journal, and I'm like, Well, I actually did really well. You know, those days when you're just like, I don't know, you buddy. just have a
1: really good day, like, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, but like in comparison, those days where like, Oh, I just like went on my phone a heap, or like, I went yeah. to the gym, but like, you know, I just kind of was like a bit less motivated, mm-hmm. and I was at uni, but like, I checked my phone heaps. and you know, a boy that just doesn't deserve my time messaged me and I fully, you know, let him back into the yeah. And I'm just like, not a lot of things that I did today really served me versus those days where I was like, every decision, and I say this all the time, like, every day, everything you're doing is a choice. We make choices every single day when I have a day where I'm just like choosing things that serve future me and Mm. that look after and like like take me one step closer to the person that I want to be. Like that makes me feel really accomplished and not like big – giant grandiose things where i've done like a hell good i've got a pb on a run or like you know like nothing like that like literally just like in my brain that i've looked after myself and nurtured myself and you know like
1: it's just those like small maintainable things yeah like that's what i would probably say is like i would feel i would compare it to the times when i don't feel my best like when i don't feel accomplished but yeah it would be those things where you've done something little for yourself to just take some time out when you've done something for yourself to like benefit future you, you when you've done something to learn when you've done something to be social like it's those little things that would yeah make me feel make good feel and then good. that's what I when I'd feel accomplished not obviously yes with the like big things that you'd achieve but
0: mm-hmm.
1: not necessarily
0: I think the things that make it stand out as well is like I gym every single day so my sense yes. of accomplishment when I do that is like pretty minimal now because yeah. I'm like that's the baseline yeah yeah I actually feel more under accomplished when I don't go <laughs> yeah or like uni like that's not like yeah I feel accomplished when I submit the assignment, but I'm like kind of had to do that otherwise I yes. would fail my degree. Yeah. For me also it's the the things that I do that I didn't have to do. It's so, like at the, the moment you I'm really about me dates mm. and like Sophie dates where I will literally make myself a dinner and put it in a container and go watch sunset by the coast. That's or cool. Yeah. I'll go for a walk with my dog and then take a book and sit and like read on the beach or I'll go to a cafe and I'll order, you know, food. like I literally yes. take myself on a date the way that you would go on a date with a boy or with yeah. a girlfriend. And instead of having the, you know, it, the one-on-one quality time with a person, I have it with myself and I sit in my thoughts. I feel mm. really accomplished after that. So I'm like, I didn't have to do that. Not that was exactly. me taking an extra step to, you know, better my relationship better me, with yeah. myself yeah i'd say that that's I awesome. feel the most accomplished when i do the things i don't actually yeah. have it's, to do it's like it's not
1: not something that yeah someone else is making you do or like something you have to get ticked off your list yeah. it's
0: like i'm choosing to do this that was an extra one just yeah. for me that one goes out to me <laughs> So, Amazing. Awesome. I love that. We My Kelly a, question yeah. was not the best this week, but we'll come back hard We're coming back with
1: a silly one. My <laughs> yeah.
0: Next episode's going to be a little bit less intense. That's okay. I felt like that was good. Are you happy Yeah, with chat I really enjoyed
1: that chat. Yeah. Do you want to tell I like them, I learned a lot.
0: I feel like I'm glad that you learned a lot yeah. because yeah. it's like I talked a lot, but I don't know how yeah. much I actually <laughs> taught. Um. Did you want to tell them where they can find us on the socials?
1: Um. So you guys can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Feed Your Mind Podcast. You can also listen to us now on spotify and apple podcasts search for our name or click the link in our bio
0: yes lovely but yeah thank you so much for listening to this week's episode we hope that you feed your mind with positive thoughts and new learnings and fun times and all the good stuff and hopefully you guys will tune in to listen to us next week yes thanks guys thanks guys we'll see you next time Bye. Bye. <laughs>